And uh, both the parking lot at Sac River and the parking lot at Two Rivers were filled to the brim with cars. And That's people awesome. People are out there utilizing the trails. People are hungry to get outside and have fun and This is a Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up, and welcome to episode 34 of Life in Motion. Um, today's guests are Jessica Pearson and Joe West, who are um, more or less two of the masterminds behind Trail Spring, which is a local Springfield nonprofit uh, that supports mountain, the mountain bike community by offering different trails and special events, which we'll get into here. Um, but first of all, thank you both for being on today's show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Of course. So before we get into um, Trail Spring and what what sort of y'all's role is within the organization, um, let's talk a little bit about who you all are um, as far as you know where you grew up, uh, different hobbies, sort of how you got into this lifestyle. Um, I'll let Jessica go first. All right. So I'm a Springfield native, born and raised. Um, went to Parkview High School, played volleyball there, and then at Drury. And when I wasn't tied up on the weekends with tournaments um, or off-seasons, I was generally on my bike. Um, So my dad and I got into cycling together just as a kind of bonding opportunity when I was around 12 years old. And we did our first MS-150 that year. And I think over the course of the past uh, 30 years, I've done 15 or 16 bike MS events really? I was team captain. And, um, so cycling's always been really important to me and a big part of my life. Um, when I met my husband, we started cycling together, but it wasn't until I started working for Green Circle Projects, which is a local real estate development company, um, and Matt O'Reilly, who is the founder of Trail Spring, yeah. that I started to kind of delve into the world of mountain biking. Um, but it didn't take me long after getting on a mountain bike to decide I was ready to drink the Kool-Aid. That's, I'll say that's interesting because I, I didn't know that you had sort of, I guess, more or less the road cycling background. I kind of thought, and I sort of knew that you recently sort of got into mountain biking as well, but I didn't know that you had the whole full background that kind of catapult you into that it's so been a family affair with, you know, <laughs> when i was a child you know, i have two children of my own and we try to get out on the greenways trails and the bike trails as often as we can that's awesome and then how about yourself joe yeah yeah so i uh, moved to springfield in third grade and uh basically fell in love with uh bmx around fifth grade around age of 11 and uh really wanted to make it as a professional in BMX freestyle, like all the ramps and doing the cool, crazy tricks and worked real hard to that. And at the age of 19, I started competing professionally and I started doing, uh, did shows at Silver Dollar City for several summers and uh, did that for a good number of years. And in about 2011, it kind of became apparent that it was kind of time to hang up that hat and kind of do something different. And I'd already gotten into riding road bikes a little bit just for the, the uh, health aspect of it and uh, ended up with some friends that were mountain biking and got way more involved into mountain biking and, and cycling in general. So just uh, fell in love with that side of it. And uh, it's really kind of taken uh, everything that I 
got out of BMX, now I'm able to like put it into uh, road bikes and mountain bikes and gravel bikes and yeah. have fun with it. Uh, all the bikes. All, exactly. every, all, all the fun. <laughs> um, I, I know I've seen some of your old older BMX videos and stuff as well. Um, so I, I, I guess to that point, kind of your transition um, with the smaller bike to the bigger, and you do some trials stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, still ride trials, what, do shows with that. And... What are what are kind of some of the differences and similarities that you like between the bigger wheels versus smaller yeah, wheels? I think uh, a lot of the bike handling carries over into yeah. the mountain bike, uh, so that probably lends itself to, to help me when I'm out on the trail, um, you know, riding some of the harder stuff, more difficult areas um and then as far as just the overall uh i guess cardio of it i kind of you know came into mountain biking and road biking with some of that already from just riding so much i mean when i was riding bmx i was uh riding my bike five or six days a week just as hard as possible uh you know really trying to stay at that that professional level and so a lot of that carried over a lot of that work ethic of just putting in the work and and knowing where it'll get you and so i think a lot of that carried over very well into into the mountain bike and yeah yeah so it sounds like both of you all kind of had that background of the two-wheel background i should say um that sort of led led you all to the path that or where you guys are at today with um with trail spring um which i guess is now a good time to talk about trail spring a little bit and um sort of what so i guess the question is what is trail spring how long has it been around the mission sort of all that yeah definitely so trail spring is a nonprofit mountain bike trail development company we were established in 2013-14-ish, okay. um, and uh, over the past several years have funded several projects. Probably the one that's most well-known is Two Rivers mm-hmm. Bike Park out in Highlandville, and it is uh, kind of a demonstration project because other than the Sac River Trail system, there were no other mountain bike trails in uh, Springfield or Springfield Metro area. Um, and so we wanted to really show what could be done with a professionally built trail system before we went to the public to start fundraising for more trail construction. So there's Two Rivers Bike Park, which is about 13 miles of single track and um, several features and different trail types and varieties out there for a variety of experience levels from beginner to intermediate to to definitely advanced there's still trail out there that i'm not real comfortable riding Um, but there's also trail out there that i'm comfortable taking my nine-year-old son and 11-year-old daughter out on so it's it's scalable which i think is not something you can say for most yeah activities yeah especially outdoor activities yeah it's really cool uh it's definitely uh it hits a wide uh vary of variance of experience out there when you pull into the parking lot you've got a skills course right to the right uh, right in front of where you park and then all along the hill there's different uh, slope style lines coming down with jumps and drops but then you know you get out into the woods and there's stuff for all all ages all uh, skill level for sure and it's not just for mountain biking so soft surface trail is great for hiking for trail running for bird watching uh, we even have an 18-hole disc golf course at oh, yeah, Rivers yeah. Bike Park. So it really does cater to a wide variety of users. 
Um, our funding radius for Trail Spring is a 30-mile radius okay. from Springfield. So that comes up a lot. There are certainly trail opportunities outside of that radius, and we will consult on those and sometimes even consider matching funds. But our primary funding area is Springfield, Missouri. And so um, we are getting ready to initiate construction on a new trail system in North Springfield. It's called Dirt 66. Kind of follows the old Route 66 corridor it's actually over 66 miles of trail. It's closer to 70, 72 miles. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll be starting construction next month at Fellows Lake on Phase 1, which is approximately 30 miles circumnavigating Fellows Lake. And Joe can kind of talk more to what that's going to look like. Yeah, yeah. It's going to have a, a wide range of trails for sure. Just Kind of like I just explained with Two Rivers, you know, our whole goal is to give every user a different experience out there. You know, whether you're looking for like the gravity trails where you're really trying to go as fast as you can down a hill and have the gnarliest experience out there. Or if you're just that rider that's just kind of want to explore the lakeside and kind of see more of the the natural uh, lay of the land out there. Uh, yeah. There's going to be you know, a wide range of all that stuff. There's definitely going to be beginner level trails that you can go out there on an entry level mountain bike, have a blast, enjoy the day, all the way up to the, the you know, high dollar mountain bikes where you're racing or doing all that fun stuff. So like with a project that, I mean, which is pretty big, and I know that's kind of been on the, talked about for a while, so it's cool that it's kind of um, probably breaking ground for that but what goes all into the planning not only i mean i'm sure there's different terrain like you said but also you know making sure that you are you know adequately um offering something for a beginner all the way to that more or less experience or pro or whatever you want to call rider so the whole process started about six years ago okay and it began with an imba feasibility study and that feasibility study identified six different kind of green zones within North Springfield that had um, the potential and likelihood to be connected into one broader trail system. Okay. Um, Following that feasibility study, we engaged with Lane Shift and Progressive Trail Design, both out of Bentonville, to do a master plan for Dirt 66, and that's where you get into more of the strategic planning and okay. the focus groups to identify what type of trails will be utilized and most advantageous based on the landscape and the proximity to users. One thing that we're super excited about is that Missouri just got a NICA bid, and oh. so for those not familiar with NICA, that's the National Interelastic Cycling Association, which is basically a club sports team for yeah. youth cycling. Yeah ages 12 to 18 and um, their typical courses are beginner to intermediate and a race course or race loop is typically seven to eight miles and our initial phase at Fellows Lake is perfect for them uh, the youth cyclists to use as a practice facility and even eventually as a race facility when the entire system is built out. That would be awesome and I'm sure that will be a huge draw kind of not only with Springfield schools or in the area, but from out other counties and towns as well. Absolutely. So, um, and Joe can share more, but we're actually hosting two NICA statewide events at Two Rivers Bike Park this year. One of them is a multi-state event, so the mm. Arkansas 
uh, Northwest Arkansas and Ike League will be coming up for an adventure weekend at Two Rivers. Yeah, and it'll it'll basically be uh, the NICA teams from Arkansas, the NICA teams from all over Missouri, uh, basically converging on Two Rivers and hanging out for a weekend of, of fun and. Uh, you know, one of the, the great things about NICA is it's not all about the racing. Okay. It's also about just the participation of getting out there, uh, having fun with your peers. And so, uh, you know, Jess has got uh, kids that age, you know, her daughter's wanting to get involved from not a competition standpoint, but more of like a get around, get get out there, hang out on your bike, have fun with your friends, and, and experience something new. And that's what's really cool about it is in Springfield, we haven't really had anything like that. You know, we've got the team sports, we've got all that stuff, but the cycling uh, is really just something new for a lot of these kids, and they're looking for something that's not the norm. Not like a team sport. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so then um, with my kind of growing up riding BMX bikes as well, that was kind of my draw that um, I, while I like watching team sports, I don't really care to be a part of a team sport, so I never played football or anything like that, so that was... Um, like you said, uh, kind of an opportunity to, to kind of be on my own, but you're still with people at the same time, so you have that social aspect. So it's cool that the schools are kind of recognizing that with mountain biking, yeah. almost. Um, so for the trails, or back to that, so it sounds like you have kind of a mix of people and organizations um, that kind of help decide the feasibility and kind of the layout from um, progressive trail designs to... Uh, Trail Spring kind of being involved with that and then you also mentioned some outside um, uh, I guess community involvement as well as like testing or you said focus groups that's what I assume you meant by that. Dirt 66 is uh, a combination of city utilities owned property, parks owned property, private property, existing greenways and bike share lanes and so um, that infrastructure is in place to support the connection um, we just need to build the soft surface trail to make that happen and so when you're working with a variety of stakeholders it's important to solicit that input early on from yeah. each and so there were a series of um, focus groups and there have been like you know this morning joe and i were at those art greenways technical community meeting or committee meeting providing an update um, on Dirt 66. And then we left that to meet with a private landowner who's doing a development uh, within our plan to okay. talk about how uh, they can build trail into their development that will be part of that connection. So it's really exciting and cool to see all the different entities, um, both private and public, coming together and partnering on this project. Yeah, no, that sounds interesting. I, I didn't realize that there's so many even more organizations involved with that with with uh, city utilities and I'm sure the greenways and all that stuff like you mentioned. Um, so, so you kind of touched a little bit on the impact that I guess mountain bikes and kind of this will have in our community. But you know, for the six years or so that um, you know Two Rivers has been a park and all that kind of stuff, and some of the events that have been thrown, um, and now I'm seeing you know. Or more and more on my social media, I guess bike rides pop up like Taco Tuesdays and that kind of stuff. Um, I guess what kind of impact do you see it like as, as kind of having you know Trail Spring, I guess having on the cycling community with like is is a community growing because of this and like people are kind of getting more into it because of that or is it kind of they're growing with each other if that makes sense. I, th- I think they're growing with each other. 
there's definitely a lot. It's a it's a growth phase, no mm-hmm. doubt about it. I mean, this weekend, uh, both the parking lot at Sac River and the parking lot at Two Rivers were filled to the brim with cars. And That's people awesome. People out there utilizing the trails. People are hungry to get outside and have fun and and just do something different. And so uh, you will be out there, you know, if you're out at Two Rivers, it's definitely not uncommon to come across people you've met, but then also come across people that you've never seen or people from another state. Uh, there's definitely people traveling through and as tourists that pop into Two Rivers and, and check it out. So the growth is is substantial, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you're always coming across new people. The bike shops, you know, uh, Jess and I are both... Uh, friends with all the different bike shops in town and so we get to we get to be a part of it on that side too because what it's doing is it's also impacting the the economy there yeah you know you've got all these bike shops getting more people out on bikes and, and telling them where the the bike rides are or the the bike races or the events that are going on and the events are growing the amount of events it's crazy the amount of events that we have this year versus you know three four years ago uh, and just how much uh, involvement there is there from all the different people showing up or, or being a part of it. Just and kind of sounds like that consistency and people are starting to kind of notice those changes or whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we don't really actively advertise the bike park. I mean, we have a social media presence and we do have a few events each year, but it's predominantly word of mouth. And, yeah. You know. Northwest Arkansas being the mecca it is for mountain biking. Um, you know, it's a two-hour drive, and a lot of people are traveling through Springfield on their way to Northwest Arkansas. And we don't want to be a drive-through or a fly-by city. Yeah. We want to be a destination as well. Um, and so we're really working to leverage what they've done down there, both in you know working with them to find out what worked, what didn't work, um, actively communicating, but also looking at how they they built out the infrastructure and the various support groups needed. I mean, it's more, once you build the trail, there's the maintenance, there's the management, there's the volunteers, there's yeah. the advocacy, there are so many different things that benefit the trail's economy, um, and we have a a really awesome case study just two hours south of us that um, we're definitely studying yeah. very hard ourselves. Yeah, that's all, and it sounds like they're pretty pretty willing to kind of help oh, help along with that. Yeah, yeah, I think they see the value as well of just you know all the neighboring region basically just uh, kind of adopting that same their willingness to knowledge share has been awesome. Absolutely, yeah. So, and you kind of just touched on that, you know, you don't want to, want Springfield to be a flyby city or, or whatnot. Um, so, you know, I guess besides like having this, you know, great, these great trails or whatnot, um, I guess how, how can you tie that all into kind of more or less, I guess the tourism aspect of that? Is that, is that just, um, you know, is that getting more events out there to introduce those people? Like, I guess as far as like a, a a testing, I guess, what am I trying to say? Uh, you can't really test the trails without going to the trails, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So figuring out that pool with them, is that mainly through the special events that kind of helps with that? Or what do you think is like the so biggest I, I factor to kind of the growth? 
moving the forward. Infants are definitely your highest exposure. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the day-to-day -day use, the weekend visitors probably have a greater impact on the recreation economy. Um, people who come to bike are going to stay to eat, they're going to stay in hotels, they're going to stay in Airbnbs, they're going to shop the local bike shops. Um, and so the potential is huge, but I think probably even more important would be to the economy would be attracting, you know, um, employees to your organization as, as really talented youth graduate, are they going to stay, are they going to go? Um, yeah. So I think the different companies and uh, corporations here in Springfield also uh, recognize the impact trails can have and support that. We just recently attended a series of Springfield, what is it, S Vision SGF, Vision SGF. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sessions, focus group sessions, and consistently at the top of the priority list for the economic development, for transportation and mobility, um, all, basically all the categories across the board, trails was at the top or near the top of the list. So it's not something that people don't recognize. Yeah. But what I think uh, most people right now associate with trails is greenways and hard surface trails. And, um, you know, it's a two-sided coin. You've got hard surface and soft surface. And if you haven't been down to northwest Arkansas and you haven't seen um, that in implementation, you don't really understand. But the more trail we get on the ground, the more exposure there will be and the more understanding and more support because once you experience it, you don't, you don't go back. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, and so kind of to that, so some of the specific events, I know um, you have a super interesting event coming, which is more of um, not necessarily it's going to be a permanent trails there, but <laughs> you have a really exciting event coming up, and then um, you've done some other ones in the past, so what, what are those? Yeah, and yeah, kind of so what, got, what could people expect within those events? Yeah, well, the first thing I would say is just uh, we've kind of taken a new approach this year with events in mm -hmm. that we are really looking to partner with uh, existing promoters that are already putting on great events and, and helping to build a better event. Okay. Uh, and sometimes that means us being a part of the event. Sometimes that means that they're still doing the event, but it becomes something that's hosted out at Two Rivers, something like that. Okay. And it can look a lot of different ways. But uh, this year we've also done, we've kind of implemented a couple new things where we're actually doing some events that promote or, or profit Trail Spring and our mission uh, but they're not actually out at Two Rivers. Um, so the first event, uh, and I feel like is probably the one you're referring to, yeah. is uh, coming up on March 29th, and it's called Round and Round the Underground. And it's basically taking a, a criterium, which is traditionally like a road race in a short course, a mile or so long, and we're doing it in the Springfield Underground, so in the mine, and it'll be right around that mile length, of course, it'll have uh, some paved segments and then some some gravel sectors as well. And so it's just going to be a really unique uh, opportunity to go and ride your bike somewhere that you would never do yeah. to ride. Uh, and it will be a closed course, so uh, it's on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, a lot of the businesses are going to be closed down there, and, and so it's just going to be kind of a festival feeling yeah. on the ground. And so totally something that's just totally outside of the box. We're working alongside Mork on making that happen, and uh, it's going to be just a really cool event, definitely one that you don't want to miss for sure. 
Yeah, it's like, it was like a uh, consistent like 60 degrees down there, probably no humidity feeling. I've never yeah, been down there, but... Climate central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's slightly colder than you might expect when you're down there, because it's uh, not exactly 60 and sunny down there. Uh, but it is uh, definitely the same temperature all the time. Uh, and it's, I don't know. When I first drove in there, it was just like unlike anything I'd ever really seen. You know, you see photos of, of these caverns or these yeah. mines underground. But to see just how large of a footprint it takes up down there it's it's just wild so the fact that we can i mean we're doing a a one mile loop and there's so much opportunity in the future to do more in all honesty this is uh you know the first year in in working on this event but i really feel like there's some there's some opportunity for growth and and for change to occur in the next couple years and it'd be even bigger and it is a race. There's uh, age group categories and then men's and women's pro categories. But also, by demand, uh, there's just a fun ride for anyone yeah. who wants to get down there and just puddle around and experience it, but not necessarily wanting to compete. And I think that's been one of our most popular yeah. uh, categories. And then there's a kid's strider bike and pedal bike races. So yeah. it really is meant, and all of our events are meant to build community. That's been in addition to kind of stepping away from, you know, trail spring hosted events to working with promoters and partnering with other organizations. Another thing we really wanted to focus on this year was community inclusivity yeah and i think that one would be really cool just because of the uniqueness like i've always heard of springfield underground but i've never actually been there um so it kind of has that draw to it um and is it is it city utilities that owns who or they use that or does there's multiple it's people uh, that use that like okay and you know one of the larger uh companies that houses a lot of their stuff under there is craft okay uh fortunately it doesn't smell like cheese or anything like that uh there are several other companies down there that that utilize the space uh, as offices as warehousing okay as um data collection i believe i mean just all kinds of different stuff under there well that's awesome that they've opened opened that up to you all for the for the day um and it's cool to see that you might have plans on having a second one um so i think that's the goal is just to to build on what we learn and make sure that everybody has a great experience, but then what can we do to make it better next year? That's awesome. We also wanted to help um, kind of disassociate Trail Spring, not entirely, but with, you know, Two Rivers Mountain Bike Park. A lot of people thought that was our only project, Mm -hmm. our only purpose. Um, And so in an attempt to show the community that we're involved with more than just Two Rivers and we have the potential to be involved with more, we're hosting events off-site at Two Rivers. So another event we're doing um, this April is the Humdinger. Yeah, yeah. So just kind of building on the excitement around gravel cycling right now, Mm -hmm. uh, there's so many different events going on with with gravel and, and, you know, the wider tire road bikes that uh, we just really wanted to do something uh, that was not a race and make it more about just having a great time experiencing uh, some of the country out. Uh, we're out near Fordland. That's where we're, yeah. we're starting from in, in the Fordland City Park. And there's going to be uh, three different options of distances. So really something for everybody. Uh, on the longer route, on the 80-mile route, you'll actually, you'll actually go through Baker Creek 
and get to kind of experience that, which I have not been, but I know Jess has been and, and kind of checked it out. And it's yeah. just super cool. They're going to have uh, some of their uh, famous cinnamon rolls on hand for people. And I mean, so worth just, it at least for that, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's going to, you know, just once again, just trying to, like Jess said, uh, you know, re- remove the, the stigma that everything has to be out at two rivers, you know, and uh, we want to just be a, a part of the cycling community and, and grow yeah. in general. So. With that said, for those that are curious, Single Track Mind will be returning. I know, I saw something on that earlier. Right. Uh, but this year will be brought to you by Scott Davis and Brandy Keltner and the folks that bring you the BT Epic every okay. year. So and so that's one example you're talking about kind of letting some other organizations that kind of step in and run it at location but still carry on the... Exactly. Yep. They'll lease the the facilities and the brand, but it will otherwise be produced by BT Epic. That's awesome. Will that be similar to the years um, past as far as, you know, the the all weekend and kind of intermittent thing, the bands, all that stuff? very similar. Uh, We'll definitely have a different feel. You know, Scott's uh, got a little bit different vision than probably the, the direction that we went with it in the sense of, uh, I think they're going more the acoustic route with the bands. You, know, okay. you brought up the bands. You brought up um, just the festival feel. It will still have a festival feel. Uh, there will be camping on site. Uh, it will be a really fun event to just be a part of for the entire weekend. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe you can only show up one day, but uh, it's going to be a three-day event uh, with stuff going on each day. Uh, there will be a larger emphasis on vendors, I think, this year and just getting uh, the different companies and, and bike shops involved out there. And uh, a lot of the events will be similar in, in the sense of the races. Uh, there will still be a uh, very large enduro race, which has always been kind of the favorite out there yeah. and filled up uh, in advance usually. So I would expect that that will be no different. Uh, we will have that going and hopefully even have a couple different lines uh, on that race specifically uh, to just give a different path down the down the hill down the the side of the the mountain out there yeah well that'd be awesome i'm excited for that to come back um as you guys have never seen me on a mountain bike before i don't mountain bike but i've always had a fun time at the at the festival (laughs) yet true i don't i don't have anything against it i just just don't have a mountain bike really that's the main the main issue here um but it'll be exciting to have that come back because um, one, I guess, uh, what I liked about it is, like you said, it's more of a, a festival feel. So there's a lot of, like, families and stuff hanging around that whole the whole weekend um, and then whoever's riding with yeah, them. But It will definitely be family-friendly. And you mentioned not having a bike, and I think that's something that those that are listening to the podcast that maybe aren't ready to make that investment because it's not a small one. Um, there are several demo days throughout the year where um, different bike shops will have their reps bring out demo fleets, and you just take your driver's license and give that to them and sign a little waiver, yeah. and you can take um, several bikes out of their demo out for a spin. And I think I borrowed a bike for about a year and a half or several bikes for about a year and a half before I actually purchased right. one just to get a idea of what I like, hardtail, full suspension. Yeah. There's a lot of choices and options out there. There's, so. it's, a, it's a little intimidating for, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I guess I, I need to pay attention to the more of the demo days and that kind of stuff. And yeah. 
and get myself on a, on a bigger bike for once. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so it sounds like you guys are, are making some, some pretty exciting strides as far as, um, and more or less like kind of focus on the community, um, aspect of the trails, not necessarily two rivers being the sole place. So that's kind of exciting. Um, kind of with those different or stories or um, different events and kind of different experience that you all have had, um, what are, what are some favorite stories that you guys might have as far as maybe just mountain biking personally alone with your families or friends, or maybe at an event or, um, kind of something that maybe stuck with you that. Hmm. We had a good laugh this weekend. Joel and I took the kids out to two rivers for a trail ride and, you know, we post a lot of pictures of everyone smiling on social media, but it doesn't always <laughs> go so smoothly. And my daughter was in a mood, and <laughs> she just really wasn't wanting to be on her bike. But it was such a beautiful day, and we were out there, so we were kind of forcing it with her. And I was trying to stay really positive and complimenting her on her bike handling and maneuvering. And at one point, she just turns around. She says, stop complimenting me, Mom! <laughs> Once she cooled down, we all had a good laugh about it on the way home. And, you know, it's mountain biking can be intimidating. It can feel a little overwhelming trying to get the whole family out there. But, man, memories are made on those trails. And regardless of of whether you're having a good time in the moment, she quickly forgot those frustrations. And we were laughing on the way home. And I just... I'm so grateful for for having that here in Springfield and that opportunity, and yeah. I'm excited to see it grow. So it sounds like with you, there's, it's you um, not necessarily the memory, but the memories that you get to create with your family out there, and you guys mm-hmm. all share that same interest. So yeah. that's cool. Um, I got one. Okay. okay, all right. It's more of a just like my personal like mountain bike journey, I guess. Yeah. Uh, one of the first places I actually mountain bike, I think. It was probably the first time I had been on a mountain bike on a trail like that. Was at Two Rivers and somebody that was much more capable and and faster. And, uh, you know, if you mountain bike much at all, it really is more of a anaerobic workout, uh, you know, with spurts of really high energy and then rest. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this person took me out there and they didn't hold back. (laughs) And I had a, honestly, it was the hardest thing I'd ever done. And I had ridden bikes, you know, most of my life at that point. Um, but then going back out there, it's kind of funny. I get to look back at that now and, you know, now I'm kind of, I'm sticking with him and riding as hard as I can to, to keep up. But, uh, I, you know, got out there a few times and just rode my own pace. And then I started to like develop the rhythm, the understanding of, of how to kind of ride the trail, you know, because everybody rides it a little different. Yeah. And that's always, that's really cool as well. You know, it's not like there's an exact science to every single piece of mountain biking. So it, it's just really cool to see how that progression went from me literally like, like, man, why am I not as fast as that guy? And why can I not keep up? Be and better. Like, why is this so hard to like, oh, this is really fun, enjoyable. Uh, you know, one thing I love about mountain biking is just seeing all the different scenery, uh, you know, yeah. whether it's, you know, out at two rivers, you're, you're up on the bluff a couple times out there and, uh, you're, you know, on the backside, you're in, in the woods and just like a totally like 
an area that you just wouldn't normally be on a bicycle, but on a mountain bike, you're able to just kind of take it anywhere. So that's always really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. A, kind of a different connection with, with nature in a sense. And then the progression of pushing yourself harder to, to, to be better at, yeah. at mountain biking. Um, so if, um, so say someone is trying to create or wants to create sort of a similar um, thing in their community, I guess a community around mountain biking or maybe even throw their own events or start working um, with these different organizations, like you mentioned before, like the utilities and everything else, where would somebody start if they, if they kind of, if there wasn't already some sort of foundation, what, what kind of advice would you all offer to them to kind of get that moving? I think one of the things that I've kind of lived by is just um, really just I've always done what I love to do. And then somehow it has just worked out that that has been something that I've been able to make a career of. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, whether that's uh, the BMX, uh, you know, I'm also involved in the coffee industry and then now mountain biking. And, uh, you know, there's just always been a, a way provided where it's like I'm able to do my my passion uh, as a job, as a career, and uh, just taking the little steps, you know, I think it started with working in a bike shop and learning how to work on bikes to uh, then kind of, I ended up working at a skate park at one point, and you know, looking back on that, it doesn't, it never fully would have made sense that I would be involved in the mountain bike community, but all those little pieces combined kind of add to a little a little piece of that puzzle of what it takes to to be able to do something like this work for trail spring or there's so many different organizations out there you know we are working uh with mork a lot which is missouri off-road cyclists you know getting involved and being becoming a member of mork would be a great thing to do uh and then getting out there for the volunteer days uh to work on the trail stuff like that there's there's so much opportunity out there to be involved in the sport doing different aspects of it. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of networking to go along with that and kind of relationship building. Absolutely. Um, So, yeah, Joe hit the nail on the head. Get out and volunteer. Join a board. Join the Greenways boards. Join the Spring Bike board. Uh, If you don't want to be a board member, join the organization and and attend the annual meetings. Uh, Learn more about the organizations that you want to be involved with through volunteerism, through board participation, through meeting attendance. Um, and then look for gaps. That's what I'm always doing. Okay. Yeah. Um, so a gap that I recently recognized and, and, and kind of independently working to fill is advocacy. So there's all these different organizations and they all have their independent goals and how much stronger would we be if we were all collectively, you know, working together, communicating and pursuing projects together. Yeah. Um, so the, there's an alliance down in Northwest Arkansas through Bike NWA, and I've been meeting with their leadership to learn more about um, how they got that off the ground and running, and I've already started reaching out to the various uh, organizations and clubs and nonprofits here in Springfield to see if they'd all be interested in collaborating, and everyone's like, yeah, yeah. absolutely. We're all doing the same way, right? Yeah. Um, there's also opportunities to be ambassadors uh, for different bike brands through okay. bike shops, which is a great way to um, use a big brand's uh, name recognition and resources to bring more people to the events. 
that you host and then you can join a race team or go out to the races and cheer people on and like you said at the festivals there's more than just cycling yeah volunteer for one of those events absolutely yeah right get get involved with the youth whether you know with nico we're talking about Mm -hmm. that you know they're looking for they're looking for coaches in the area that are you know excited to see uh our youth out on bikes and and so there's going to just be so many more opportunities as this this grows, as Dirt 66 starts to happen, and as NICA begins to infiltrate our area. There's going to just be so many opportunities for you to get out, be a part of it, get on a bike, hang out, have fun, and maybe you'll be in that as a career at some point. Yeah. Know, definitely. So follow what you love first. Right. Sounds right. Um, so where can people find uh, Trail Spring online for all their different events? Or how can they find out about the events, sign up for the events, volunteer opportunities, kind of everything that we just mentioned? But Yeah, yeah. You can find us uh, at trailspring.org. That's our, our website. Uh, there's a large amount of information out there. Our mission, everything that we're about is out there. Uh, you can also find us. We're active on Instagram and Facebook, uh, and we are posting regular trail updates for Two Rivers on there. We're posting about the different events that we're a part of, and uh, just some of the the different happenings that are that are occurring in the cycling uh, community here in Springfield in the area. And so we're we're out there. We're we're answering the stuff the the questions that people are posting and and as active as we can be. So yeah, if you guys have any questions, definitely don't hesitate to reach out to us. We want to connect with you guys. Awesome. Well, thank you both um, again for coming on and kind of sharing more about um, uh, what you guys are doing uh, with Trail Spring and kind of how you're growing in the community with different events and things like that. So um, I really appreciate you guys sharing and hope the best of luck for this coming events the next year with Trail Spring. I also want to give a quick shout out. We've got Shuttle Saturdays starting. Kuat is sponsoring those. They start back up in April. So if you don't want to pedal up that massive hill at Two Rivers, but you love going downhill fast, come out every Saturday, April through probably September. Yep, April through September. And we might add some in October if it's still really nice out. We have a tough time letting that one go. So make sure and come out. Uh, You know, you brought up demos as well. Yeah. We have a demo day coming up. Uh, April 12th with Queen City Cycles. They're going to be having uh, Kona out there. So there's just so much going on, so much for for, uh, everybody to be a part of. So that's an even bigger reason to make sure you follow them on Facebook and check out their website so you know when all those events are coming up. Um, And it sounds like I need to get to a demo day and save my legs. Maybe that (laughs) goes during a shuttle Saturday as well, you know. Um, But thank you all again for, for coming on. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And hey, if you've made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life in motion. Until next time.